0: First, 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 first. First, first. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff. Joining me, as usual, are Alex and Scott. Say hello, guys. Hey. Lou. Alex first, Scott second. Um, today we're going to be talking. <laughs> going to be a thing now? Yes. Just <laughs> identifying people. Um, today we're going to be talking about the FX show Archer. So, Alex, since this is your topic, take it away.
1: Archer. Well, I love Archer because it was um, a, a great animated TV show. Fox has a really good uh, track record with those. And uh, when it was first pitched, it was pitched as it, James Bond meets Arrested Development, and it kind of is. Yep. And mostly because you know it's got a they they keep the continuity pretty straight. And one of the great examples of that is when Archer. Has finds out he has breast cancer as to after his mom has a scare. And he goes out, he parties a lot, and he gets two tattoos on his back. One was of Woodhouse's brother when he pretty much just hijacked their vacation. And he took Woodhouse's place and they went to Vegas. And he got uh, his brother's name, I forget what it is, tattooed on the back of one shoulder. And then he just wanted to spend time with his not-real Spoilers, not real, you know. Son, the wee baby Sheamus. But
2: they, I, I I do like how everybody on the show always refers to him as the wee baby Sheamus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's like it's like okay, just you know, spend time with the kid, and the girl's like, but he's not even really your kid. It's like yeah, but you're still cashing the paternity the uh, child support checks, aren't you? Like,
0: <laughs>
1: okay, so he hangs out with the baby, but it turns out they go on like a bender as well and he gets Seamus tattooed on his other shoulder and Seamus has a little tattoo of Archer on his shoulder
2: <laughs> it's like we've got each other's backs yeah <laughs> it's it's funny when she hands over the baby or right before she hands over the baby yeah, she's like okay maybe you should spend time with him it's like what do you want to do and Archer says I don't know what is he into and it's, it's just an infant it can barely do anything at all
0: it can drink yeah it's true. Uh, the old double deuce. <laughs> yeah, what was the other tattoo? Seamus and...
2: Dickie. 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 All right. Nice. Nice pool. Yeah, Yeah. there's there's a, a montage of them in Vegas. He and Woodhouse's brother, Dickie. Like it, it, I think it ends with them getting blowjobs from a hooker. From a hookers <laughs> in an alleyway and the cops come and get them.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. That's been all of my Vegas experiences. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyways, I love that because in future episodes, if you happen to see Archer's back, and whether he's shirtless or wearing a tidy whitey or a wife beater, I should say, he you can you can still see like the tattoos on the back of of his shoulders. They're always there, so they're always keeping good continuity on that show, and I love that.
0: Yeah, that is something you don't really see in cartoons, and actually regular sitcoms in general. Like you said, except for like Arrested Development. I guess it doesn't hurt the whole cast is from Arrested Development too. <laughs>
2: I, I, I do like the trend. As as soon as the they, they started doing comedies without laugh tracks, that left a lot of room for that kind of stuff. A, a lot of more story and a lot less pauses waiting for laughter.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that has nothing to do yeah. with continuity, though. No, well, I, it does, though. If if you're trying, if if you got the same amount of time, you know, you're going to tell more of a story rather than just hit just hit the gags for the for the laugh. Yeah, so, like so, so that point is like,
1: okay, this is a big joke, then there's going to be a pause
2: here,
0: and then... Okay. Right,
2: so, so you actually have more more stories, so there's more likely to be some continuity, is what I'm saying.
0: I, I don't buy it. Just because you have more time doesn't mean you couldn't have done co- continuity jokes in the past. I just think it's more... People watch shows more often and repeat than they used to before, right? Now everything's syndicated and... Like, take Arrested Development, for example. You wouldn't even know some of the jokes until you went back and watched it again
2: right but I but that wouldn't
0: have happened back in the day
2: right but I but I don't buy that either That that's why like that the writers were like oh we're gonna be in syndication so we're gonna make a continuity
0: no but it's just as plausible as your stupid reason
2: I don't think... <laughs> <laughs> no I'm, I'm totally we should to admit track. that I'm wrong I'm just saying that I don't I don't buy yours either
0: alright it's fair fair enough mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus but yeah they
1: have a lot of continuity nods on that show it's awesome another tattoo a great tattoo one is Pam and her giant tattoo on her back yeah what what does it
2: say is it like scripture
1: it's something it's uh, it. it, from the bits and pieces I've never actually paused the show to read it but uh, I want to say it was
2: like that or something like a passage from Catcher in the Rye it was something really weird
1: yeah (laughs) and she has like the hash marks tattooed also on the back on her back (laughs) (laughs) sorry about your homie homie
0: yeah, that's when she's like, you find out she's a badass and gets in fight clubs and stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, and there's a dead dude with a sheet covering his face.
2: Yeah, yeah, she she has the biggest. Uh, I don't know if you if you'd call it a character arc exactly, but on the show from from the first episode to the current episode, <laughs> a lot of stuff happens to Pam. We learn a lot about Pam.
0: Yeah, the first couple episodes, she's just a typical HR lady, and then <laughs> it turns into just being a coke fiend. Street Fighter. Sploosh.
2: Splooj. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tokyo Drifter. Tokyo Drifter. <laughs>
1: yeah. Sorry about your nephew.
2: <laughs> he knew the risk
0: going in. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Shit snacks. <laughs> yep.
1: Well, this deuce isn't gonna drop itself. Jeez, <laughs> Pam! <laughs>
0: I like how they won't let her use the women's restroom oh <laughs> <Well>, yeah <laughs> just like
1: Pam why don't you use the Cyril shh the women's bathroom it's like there's a woman's
2: bathroom <laughs> yeah.
0: uh-huh. and the uh I was just watching an episode where she's <laughs> she's shitting out uh billiard balls cause she <laughs> put them, a <laughs> yeah. bunch of them in her mouth and someone hit her or something
1: <laughs> it's awesome she's still drinking and then there's
0: a bottle of olive oil right next to the toilet <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh it's so gross or the scenes where she's at parties and she's carrying like the Jägermeister cooler with the tap Uh (laughs) she's just walking around the tap of
1: Jägermeister yeah that's been in a lot of like uh, flashbacks yeah that's awesome (laughs) and she invented the uh, green Russians yeah what was the green Russian it was some like Russian oh no it was was, absinthe absinthe and milk and
0: milk yeah gross oh
1: my gosh but, yeah, aside from that, there's, like, Cheryl's ocelot that shows up in a few episodes.
0: Yeah. Well, and her just becoming rich, right? Or, you know, once they had to add that to the story. Yeah, no, Sh- Cheryl
2: definitely goes through, the, like, a similar process.
0: Oh, that's another one of my favorite episodes when, yeah,
1: Pam gets kidnapped instead of Cheryl. <laughs> and the dude, like, one of the kidnappers is just punching Pam in the face. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, who taught you how to punch? Your husband?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that. Well, I think that is the same episode you find out she's a street fighter. I think that is the episode.
1: But oh yeah, that's yeah, that's the first time you see her tat the tattoo on her back too. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right on her left field. <laughs>
1: she just completely takes off her shirt. She's about to beat down on, uh, what's her face?
2: Archer's mom, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah back back to the ocelot though. That <laughs> the ocelot gags uh, when they when they do the train episode. Yeah. <laughs> and Archer at the very end winds up in the back of the, the Mountie car with the ocelot. <laughs> the ocelot's just kind of mewing. <laughs> Archer looks over at the ocelot and says, you're such an asshole. <laughs> and, then, and then that's the scene. <laughs> yeah.
1: I love that Archer talks to animals as if he can understand them. He can. <laughs> Come on, buddy. I wasn't going to let you die. You kind of deserved it, but I wasn't going to let you do it.
0: <laughs> they always. I like how they have the continuity, but then they also have like a little run of gags. will do like five or six episodes in a row. Like, just watching this season with the whole uh, just slapping each other in the face. Just walk up to them and they're just. <laughs> just the animation of them just slapping someone in the face. The, or the golf clap. Now they're doing the golf clap.
2: The the phrasing joke. Yeah, yeah, the phrasing. phrasing. Joke. Are we not doing that anymore or what? <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Are we doing. Are we doing phrasing?
0: And like, as I mentioned before, the the Lana and her yup or yup. But then you'll hear other people yep. do it on the show too. Which nope. yep, <laughs> yep,
1: you. Well, in one scene, there were um, Patrick Warburton was a guest star, and he was like a really like good-looking older gentleman, like a Indiana Jones type of uh, type of adventurer. Uh-huh. Yeah,
2: that was that was part of the like the three episode. Yeah, uh, our, uh, with the pirates. Yeah, between Archer coming back. Yeah, between the seasons. Yeah.
1: And uh Pam's like sploosh and in then in, what's her face? Uh the girl with the big shovel hands. Lana. Oh, Lana, thank you, Jeebus. Anyways, she's like, Yeah, I'm gonna have to give him the sploosh <laughs> <laughs> And then Ray's like, Well <laughs> sploosh or my equivalent to sploosh which would, I guess, also be sploosh <laughs> uh, semen.
2: <laughs> Pam with the sploosh it was has my favorite gag in the entire run of the show <laughs> when she makes the, the humping motion to the Euro.
1: <laughs> man that goes on oh, forever <laughs> oh
2: I lost it <laughs> Yeah, if anybody is a fan of Archer there's a, there's a gif out there that's hilarious
1: or just a section of that part on YouTube you can see the whole thing yeah <laughs> oh my gosh so many
0: inappropriate moments yeah, I like the one where they're doing, like, what is it, Murder, Bang Kill, or Mary, Mary, Bane, Kill, and they're all just saying kill every time, and it's Pam standing right there. Come on, I'm right here! <laughs> we haven't even gotten into, like, Krieger. <laughs> yeah. That's some good continuity
1: right there. Yeah. He and He has his anime wife, and he always has a new man
0: in the theme of Rush.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Awesome
2: krieger son, my cherry blossoms are wilting.
0: Yeah, I just saw that episode today.
2: <laughs> oh, that killed me. Uh, but yeah, in the, in the episode that, that Alex started this off with, Krieger has a, a great moment where he... At the beginning of the episode, they think Mallory's the one with breast cancer. And he offers his lab for whatever Mallory needs. And she says something about how she'll come to him if, if she needs a pig boy yep (laughs) Krieger gets this look on his face and he flashes back and all of a sudden you see him get thrown against the wall like he's (laughs) he's bleeding his clothes are torn up he's got like a gash in his head (laughs) and he says that'll do piggy that'll do and he pulls out like a glock (laughs) and then that's the end of the scene and he goes back to him he's he's still got the band-aid on his forehead (laughs) (laughs) oh man
0: yeah the show's pretty damn classic the uh I said classic again. um sure did (laughs) the more just more the continuity scenes with like barry and his robot legs and keeps (laughs) getting more and more hurt yeah other barry and and the girl who's who the russian spy or whatever who became a robot and they've kind of kept that going and i don't know like i said tons of continuity love it
1: oh there's also one that is a little bit missable but uh when ray like he appears uh shirtless I guess in a couple episodes, and uh, you can still see a scar from when he got shot. Yeah, uh, not so much on Archer, but on Ray for some reason they decided to
0: keep that scar on him.
2: Yeah, Archer pretty much gets gets beat up or shot in every episode, right?
0: Yeah. He also shoots somebody every episode. Like one yeah, of the no, no, team members.
2: Well That's like the funniest thing about the, sh- the funniest conceit about the show is. As much as he dicks around, he's hyper capable. So yeah, it's pretty much natural talent because yeah, it's pretty much like what carries the, the plot of him being a spy is that. Um, as much as he dicks around and as much trouble as he gets into, his yeah, his natural ability always carries him through. Yeah. What's
1: the but guy in, in the office that shooting. always gets shot by random bullets,
2: <laughs> Bunsen, as <laughs> we found out at the beginning of the season. <laughs> I'm not know like, if Jeff remembers that.
1: In one episode, Archer's just shooting at. Trying to get into the door on um, ISIS, but it's bulletproof, of course. And one yeah. of the bullets ricochets, <laughs> yeah. and he ends up being like on the ground level, down the fire escape or something. <laughs>
0: yeah, he's following the <laughs> archer's going back, following the whole thing, and yeah, it hits him. Um... Uh,
2: the the like first questions? time they they get into the Krieger van, I think it's Mallory that says, "All aboard the SS Date Rape," <laughs> and I think I think Ray is in the background and he he pulls the chain with the woo
0: woo <laughs> indeed it is super inappropriate like you said sometimes most of the jokes i don't even remember i just you, they just pop up and they're really quick like little things like that <laughs> woo
1: woo yeah the season's definitely merit like second and third showings just to catch everything just like yeah just like Arrested of development well yeah, there, there's
2: exactly. there's always a lot of kind of esoteric Literary and movie references in every pack in every single episode.
1: Yeah, somehow Archer knows like a very specific person that invented something or wrote something. And he's like, "Come on, you don't know who that is? The inventor of the turtleneck?
2: Read a book." Yeah, they they had that read a book gag going for a long time. <laughs> the
0: turtleneck gag always gets me. <laughs> I love he's, that. Just He's
2: always got to have the turtleneck. And he's super pissed if anybody else wears a turtleneck.
0: <laughs> exactly. And he claims he invented the turtleneck because of spy, spy yeah. clothing. and
1: tactical turtleneck. It's perfect.
0: Yeah. Um, wait, we did sh- shit snacks.
2: Sploosh. Cheryl sniffing the glue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sniffing, or Carol. Isn't she, isn't she eat it? I don't think they ever sure eat it, but she's always got like the long string out, or <laughs> hanging out of the, the bottle.
1: Oh, I love when she broke the fourth wall, yeah. In when she there with her uh, brother in that cho- in that super chopper, and every once in a while the music would get like really intense, and she'd like look around, <laughs> and then after a while <laughs> the music would get intense, and she just got really pissed, and she said, "F you, John Williams." <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh, I also think when sh- uh, Cheryl sometimes sounds like Shannon. Her voice, with that higher pitched voice, when she starts. Uh, I know no one knows who Shannon is, but whatever. I'm just throwing that out there. She's
1: the one <laughs> afraid of bees.
0: The one that's afraid of bees.
2: Bees. There ain't nothing in here but bees.
0: All right, Scott. Let's hear your list. You got. It.
2: All right. So I was a little stumped by by Alex's picking this week. Uh, yeah, I know. What I wound up going with was dysfunctional families. I figured ISIS and especially Archer and his mother were kind of the, the poster people for, for dysfunctional families. Seriously. Um, like I, I think there's only been like a couple episodes on Archer where they, they try to be decent to each other. Every once in a while someone will do something decent for somebody else, but it, it's just like a singular moment, not like as a family. Where, you know, Archie I think it was during the, the breast cancer episode, actually, where he's, you know, she, she apologized for not being a better mother, and he apologizes for not being a better son. But after that, everything's out the window. Uh, so, yeah, dysfunctional families. We'll, we'll start with okay. one that we've kind of talked about, married with children. Yeah, I think that's a good start to the list. The uh, No, Peg.
0: <laughs> Flesh.
2: Yeah, the the peak of 90s sitcom dysfunctional family and it kind of really i don't know maybe there's something going on in england but kind of set the the standard as it were for for that kind of dynamic between the family uh, so you so you have the the broken down man and al bundy played brilliantly by by ed O'Neill. so the show went on for a really long time with syndication so like everybody's seen a ton of episodes around the world now, probably, mm-hmm. and it's—I know it's been—it's
1: been, ca- it's been trans- transferred over to Latin American TV, as yeah.
2: <laughs> so and and I think that's because of Ed O'Neill. So like Katie Sagal is good, and, and Christine Applegate and David Faustino they all right. Um, but it's it's really his show, um, and without him being Al Bundy, it doesn't really uh, ever really get off the ground. I think. Yeah. Uh, we yeah we we've, we've quoted it a bunch on the show uh, yeah it's it's always fun to watch just if if you get home late on a <laughs> on a Saturday night after hitting a bar or something uh, you you could probably find an episode of Mary with Children on some channel I think the real some...
1: star is the dummy that they always drop from a roof <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah Al Al was very accident prone <laughs>
0: that episode where they're putting the the satellite up on the <laughs> on the roof yeah you see him hanging from you see his legs and then you see one arm and then you see another arm and he's dangling from his chin
2: ah, <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> but we need we need to find these uh wow was it we need these l shaped screws we can't find any but there's all these sevens
0: yeah
1: <laughs> well i guess we just cut them up with the blowtorch <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: that was a that was like the B story of that episode, too. Just all the hilarious stuff with them in the background.
1: Yeah, uh, trying to put together a... Uh, what you it's like it
2: was like a satellite dish, wasn't it?
1: No, that was the workbench that, was that the work... him and Jefferson were trying to put together. Ah,
2: okay. Yeah, it was a satellite where he falls off the roof repeatedly, right? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. And then at, at Correct me if I'm wrong, but at one point, don't they both fall off him and Jefferson? Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah.
0: I remember one of the original, original ones where, there, where Santa Claus is a skydiving into the new better mall and everyone keeps talking works at the crappy mall and everyone keeps talking about how good the other mall is like not only so he's getting no business so he's making no money and then like peg is going to the new mall so he's getting really mad and then like steve and marcy talk about how great this mall is and he's all pissed off and they're watching tv and they're like oh santa claus is going to sky jump into the new mall Oh no! Wind is taking him off course in <laughs> the TV, and you hear him—he's going away, and his parachute's not opening. <laughs> and then you hear like a little sound effects, and they all turn around because you know the couch behind the couch would be like, the sliding glass door, and you just see Santa fall head first <laughs> into the ground behind. him. <laughs> 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 the sound effect and nothing like that was on TV. Showing Santa break his neck on <laughs> regular TV. Yeah, the, the, the
2: show the show would get get kind of dark, even even in the early episodes. Yeah. Like when when Peg uh, brings the personal trainer home.
1: Jim Jupiter?
2: Yeah. And, the
0: healthiest man in Chicago? Yeah.
2: She winds up killing the guy because he eats bonbons all day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I was going to say, it was mostly darker early on. Then it just got goofy. Yeah,
2: yeah. That's that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's, a that edgy, scene right?
0: with Santa Claus, he falls down, and then it cuts to Marcy going, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then <laughs> they got free pizza out of it, so the bunnies are all eating pizza and everything, having a good time. Not the, <laughs> that the Jeffersons at that point, I guess the Darcys are all freaking out. Yeah, all right, down. here's a quick crossover moment. Who's better, Jefferson or Steve? Mm. See, for
1: a long time, I thought Jefferson was better, but I went. I've been going back and watching the earlier seasons with Steve. He's got some pretty good moments. I think yeah, overall, I, I
0: think Jefferson's better, but Steve's I'm gonna go good. with Steve. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Steve Rhodes.
2: I had I to go with Jefferson just because. Uh, the strength of a couple of episodes. Um, Does
1: he have a fondness for McGinley's?
2: It's true. <laughs> the, the, it always killed me. There was some episode where Jefferson comes over and starts talking to Al. He, he's talking about how Marcy this morning in bed, let him do things that he'd never done before. And it was amazing. And it turns out that he'd just been humming her pajamas the whole time. <laughs> like she got <gotten>, him <laughs> down to work. She just like left her pajamas laid out on the, on the bed. All oh, like, right. Oh, that killed me. <laughs> stuck with me to this day.
1: Yeah, that's a really good
2: joke. <laughs> uh,
1: but, yeah, but, oh, we, man. We, yeah. So
2: we've talked a lot about married with children. Yeah, move uh, along. Yeah,
1: stay on topic.
2: Yeah. So, uh, rest development. Uh, we've talked a lot about that, but I have to bring it up for talking about dysfunctional families. Um, even, even more so. Probably the most dysfunctional family on this list, possibly. Well, actually, no, that's not true. There's no suicide, unlike some of these other ones. Um, Star Wars? No. Yeah. Although I guess that is kind of dysfunctional. Yeah,
0: see? <laughs> Extremely dysfunctional.
2: Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Arrested Development. Uh, the Godfather is, is really about a dysfunctional family. He uh, not, not so much with the original family, and Marlon Brando is Vito Corleone. Because he actually has, like... In the movie, anyway, is a pretty decent relationship with, the, with his kids for the most part, even though he's foisting this life of crime upon them. And if, if you really think about it, it's his fault that his, his kids get killed. Well, at least one of them, anyways. Uh, so, yeah, I'd, I'd call that dysfunctional. Uh, but, yeah, especially my boy. yeah, especially, though, when, when the second movie rolls around. Then things get real dark between Michael and Kay. And
0: uh, Michael and Fredo and michael
2: and michael and Fredo. <laughs> what uh,
0: but uh no, i was going to say i think the first godfather actually is not a the family's really not very it's very yeah it's
2: actually very yeah tight knit group except for uh what happens with uh Sunny. no 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 the Luca. sister oh uh, yeah
0: the sister but not even that well, Adrian. Yeah. yeah he kills her husband i guess fine yeah so the end, I guess, until Michael takes over, it's, it's well, not
2: that Well, the, the funny thing, too, is like, everybody's got a mistress in there, at least the kids do anyways. Like, they go out of the way to show uh, Sonny has, has at least one mistress on the side. Yeah. And in the second movie, they talk about Tom Hagen's mistress. So even, even though they might be functional families, they're, they're still not completely healthy. Uh, moving on to The Royal Tenenbaums. Uh, it's probably my favorite Wes Anderson movie. Rushmore would be up there, which is also kind of about a dysfunctional family. At least the, the two of them kind of become a de facto family, uh, Schwartzman and Bill Murray. But in Royal Tenenbaums, you have this whole very constructed family where they, re- they, they adopt all three kids. Is that right? If you got, I don't know how well you guys remember the movie.
1: No, I think only, oh, what's-her-face, Pepper Potts is adopted.
2: Okay. So, well, yeah, well, that's right, because they have... She,
1: she goes on to, like, find a real family... Cuts your finger off. Spoilers.
2: Yeah, so, so these two people have these two genius kids, and they, they adopt a third, and they, they have this whole documentary. It's kind of a take on – I can't remember the name. It was that, this other documentary where they follow this family around. Was yeah, it the, called If I Did It? No.
1: By O.J. Simpson? No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Too soon. Uh, we'll uh, so, but, yeah, it all, it all blows up. It all blows up in, in the end. They, they grow up, and they're highly dysfunctional. The, Luke, Luke Wilson becomes a, a pro tennis player, but he just falls apart, has a nervous breakdown at an early age. Uh, Pepper Potts is <laughs> uh, just kind of super morose, like depressed uh, person. And then, shit, what was the third one? Oh, nice there. oh, yeah. The third one was...
1: Uh, fuck. The little Indian fella.
2: Move along. Move along. Move along. Owen Wilson.
0: God damn it! it's uh, <laughs> is stimulating, Scott. Danny
1: Glover.
2: And just call shit up. Uh, Angelica Houston. Third, and ben the third Stiller. kid, and the third kid is Ben Stiller. Yeah. And um,
1: yeah, he's always drilling his two twin boys on getting out of the house on time. Yep, and
2: they're all in tracksuits and shoe yeah. friends <laughs> and super yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I recommend it. It's very Wes Anderson esque. Uh, I know I haven't described it well but (laughs) fuck it I want to go
0: out and watch it right now (laughs) fuck it just cut that whole part out nope
1: it's a good movie I really like that movie (laughs) and Gene Hackman gets stabbed
2: (laughs) he does Uh, surprise stabbing (laughs) that that should we should have mentioned that in our unexpected violence episode
1: (laughs) yeah that'll be just be a whole new topic surprise stab (laughs) surprise stabbing yeah Expect that in the future.
2: Yeah. So you know, I mentioned suicide before. That that is one of the things that happens. One of the plot points, themes of Royal ten bombs. And this next movie I'm talking about, Ordinary People.
1: Segway, Sam.
2: Indeed. So I don't know if you guys have seen Ordinary People. Uh, very good, very serious movie. Very much worth watching. Um, but yeah, there is some some heavy. Like out of all these, is probably. Besides the Godfather maybe. This is the most serious one. Yeah, it, it has to do with the family and suicide and it's it's pretty rough.
1: Well, that'll do it.
2: Yeah. The <laughs> the ref I don't know if anybody's seen this one, I recommend it. It's a comedy. <laughs> I did watch this one. Den, Dennis Leary, Kevin Spacey. Dennis Leary plays this thief. He breaks into this house on Christmas and he winds up taking the couple there hostage so he doesn't get caught by the police. But the, the people have their family come over, and it turns out that the family is way more horrible than Dennis Leary as this uh, robber, and he can't believe like how shitty their family are to them, and he winds up like they they wind up bonding and they help him escape, and it's actually pre- it works pretty well as a Christmas movie, uh, as a happy ending. They in in getting uh, held hostage, it kind of saves Kevin Spacey and uh, Judy, I can't remember her name, uh, but yeah his wife's marriage in the movie. Uh, So, yeah. Yeah, Parenthood. I haven't seen in years. It's a good movie. Yeah, Yeah. Parenthood. Uh, Not the TV show because I haven't seen it, but the movie Steve Martin. You made me play second base.
1: He sure did. Yeah. Hey, Jeff. Yo.
0: still there? there, still there, (laughs) Jeff? I'm still here. All
2: right. So, finally, speaking of... Dysfunctional families. Game of Thrones is rife with dysfunctional families. Bad. Yeah, I know. Especially it's especially the Lannisters. Uh, it's, it's always priceless on the show. When, especially when the great Charles Dance as Tywin Lannister yeah. just completely trucks one of his kids. Uh, just that cold, dead look in his eye. And he just puts everybody in his place. But especially his kids... Um and this whole family is just like super horrible to each other. Except for Tyrion and Jamie. We're actually pretty decent to each other. Spoilers. Yeah. And then yeah, of course, the nephew <laughs> is uh
0: is Spoilers, ha huh? <laughs> Probably gonna have to edit that out, go for
2: it. Yeah, you really should edit that out.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess.
1: Sorry, just to I'm just it. gonna bleep out the the dead part. Beep is like, oh
2: great. <laughs> just, beep, just beep out both of it.
1: Beep, beep, beep is dead.
2: Jo- That's Joffrey- kind of <laughs>
0: That's a long beep. <laughs> Fuck. Piece of monkey shit. <laughs>
2: All right, that is my list.
0: All right, I yeah. guess it's my turn then. Sure is. Anyone need a break before we get into my list?
1: Yeah, why not? i got
0: to
1: scrounge up whatever things I have in here. Let's see if I can.
0: All right, and we're back. So for my list, I went literal again. Um, but this one's not too far off topic. So you mentioned the tattoo on his back, so I did, like, famous tattoos in movies. Yeah.
2: So, I was thinking about tats, actually. I'm interested to see what you came up with.
0: So, um, some of them um, I had to think really hard for. Other ones came up right away. So, dude, where's my car? It's the only scene that I remember from it, but the, well, I got a tattoo. What does it say? Dude, what does mine say? Sweet! What is my? You know, that whole <laughs> thing back and forth. I think that was pretty rad. And it was, you know, the scene was based on the tattoos. It wasn't just like there was a tattoo in the scene.
2: What what was the super racist joke about the Chinese food?
0: No and then. No and no then. And then. No and then. No and then. Yeah. That movie was actually good. I think it was a movie no one wanted to like, but it was good. Uh, I've never seen it. I guess yeah. I'll watch it. I'd recommend it, yeah. It's what, Stifler and um, Kutcher? They're pretty damn good. Yeah. <laughs> Stifler, Kutcher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's yeah, Kelsey. Kelsey. Yeah. yeah. Stifler and Kelso.
2: Oh, no, I like uh, I like Sean Williams Scott. He kind of always plays himself, but it's still always kind of fun. Yeah,
0: yeah. What was that? Role role play? Role boys? Role role models? Role models. Role models. <laughs> That's another good one with him. Um, the other one I had, which is um, I'd really think about this, but it was a kind of a key point in the movie. Would be the Matrix and the White Rabbit tattoo on the girl's shoulder at the beginning of the movie. You guys remember what I'm talking about,
2: right? Right. Follow the rabbit down the rabbit hole, or whatever they say.
0: Yeah, like he's got he got hacked or whatever, and it says follow the white rabbit. And the guy he's just giving him uh, some illegal software, and then they ask him out, and he's like, "No." And then he sees the girl's tattoo with the white rabbit on it, so you see some fine piano acting.
2: All right, yeah, I'll go. Whoa, okay. And then
0: he meets Trinity, and
1: you were the one who hacked my computer. Whoa. I thought you were a guy.
0: I'm disappointed. <laughs> I kind of look like one. Or you kind of look like one, though.
2: It's a little side story. Uh, a million years ago, I worked at Barnes & Noble, and we got this c- super cool book about the Matrix and It had a lot of the artwork, and it had the entire script in the back. So we were glancing through it at a break, and you'd see these big monologues from Morpheus and Trinity, <laughs> and then interspersed in between would be Neo's dialogue. So it would only always be like half a sentence. <laughs> like they knew that they didn't want Keanu to do the full-on soliloquies. So it, it, like Morpheus would you know, explain about the pill and blah, blah, blah. And then Neo would say, whoa, or you don't mean, so yeah. you're Morpheus. So just like, <laughs> it's amazing, like the, the workload they cut, at least from the dialogue for him. I know Kung Fu. Oh, I know Kung Fu.
0: We'll have to do that movie because I still (laughs) – I have a good idea for that movie, a good episode for that.
1: Uh, Well, you can suggest it when it's your turn to suggest an episode, Jeff.
0: Okay. That happens to be this episode. I wasn't going to – okay. Um, See, I have like my first sip of alcohol this evening. All of a sudden, they turn into freaking whoop whoop. All right. The next one I have, uh, Go Figure, is from Star Wars. What? And it would be Darth Maul. Oh, yeah, those are tattoos. Badass. Yep. Right? Am I right? The only Zabrick. good thing to come out of the prequels? Zabrak. Zabrak. Well, that's his race, right? Yeah. yeah. He's a Zabrak.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that was still the coolest fucking part of that movie, is when he does the double lightsaber. I know some people don't like the double lightsaber, but when he, he pulls Boom. it out and you think, okay, they're going to fight, and then Duel of the Fate starts ramping up, and then the second one comes out, you know shit was going to happen. Yeah.
0: Sing it Scott. Sing it.
2: <laughs> do-do-diddly, do-do-diddly. <laughs> Read us,
0: so I gotta do a little side story here. It's just Scott, like Duel of l- right here. Yeah, Scott loves the Duel of Fate song and he sings it all the time. Too much sometimes. But uh one year we went to um the John Williams uh Hollywood Bowl special and he was in all his famous songs from all his movies. And Scott was so looking forward to them playing Duel of Fates. He did not do it. Scott still- was sad. The next year we went, Scott was unable to go. And the very first song that he did, Duel of Fates. And uh, <laughs> regular guest Brian happened to phone Scott in the middle of it and just play it out for him. And I think he called you a piece of crap or something. But
2: Well, that was the PC version of what he said on the phone. <laughs> let, let, me, let, me, uh, let me reenact... I'm in the middle of nowhere. Okay. I get I'll a be, phone call super, I'll be pretty late. Fate. Yeah. I, get this, I pick up this phone call. Hey, Scott, you piece of shit. <laughs>
1: I just barely hear it in
2: the background. <laughs> and, then, and then he hung up. <laughs> and I was That's sad. <laughs> and I was super sad. That was, that was the reenactment. So, That's the, um,
1: the only thing that happened while... Uh... With John and Williams with you, though. No? No, I remember when you were... I
2: forget what I was, song you I was were singing. I was hammered when we were watching it.
1: No, you were singing some song and <laughs> pulling out of a a parking lot, and you rear-ended oh, into the car. Oh, Jesus.
2: So, <laughs> pretty, pretty much the only car accident I've ever been when I was driving a car is I... There was this girl in the car at the time, and I just wasn't thinking... I don't believe it. Yeah, I know. So, we're, we're in this... Shopping center. I think we're gonna get frozen yogurt or something stupid like that. And we pass a parking spa- stall. Stall. Like, oh, I'm gonna grab that one. So without even looking, fucking behind me, I just start singing the Indiana Jones theme. Flashback to last week. Dun, dun, do dun, do, dun, do, dun. do 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 crunch. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and I I back in this lady's brand new Camry, and she goes fucking aggro on me. Like I I didn't know people could do that. Just like screaming at me for like two minutes straight. Then she finally calmed down, and we exchanged insurance information. I wound up just giving her, like, 50 bucks to, like, get out the pain or whatever. She was actually really cool about it. Once she got it home, and her husband was like, "Yeah, it's not that big of a deal. So, so yeah, let let this be a lesson, kids. Nothing good happens when you start singing the Anna Jones song to yourself while you're driving your car.
0: Especially with the girl in the
2: car. Especially with the girl in the car. Just IQ points just go flying out the window.
0: (laughs) Alright, um, so to continue on with the Star Wars tattoo Stay theme, on topic. Um, can you guess what my next one is? No, alright. What? Chewbacca? No. It's Isn't a there Chewbacca? He ever, does he have a tat somewhere? <laughs> yeah, he has a shave, but yeah, he has one. No, it's actually <laughs> okay. not from Star Wars, but it's from the movie Fanboys and Seth Rogen with the Jar Jar <laughs> tattoo on his back. <laughs> I still haven't seen that movie. Oh, my God. That movie is it's it, terrible.
2: It's right up your alley, Alex. You would like it. Yeah, okay. you
0: might like it. It's actually not very good, but there moments, and that moment is the hardest I've laughed in a long time. So they meet. He ends up being a pimp, and he's trying to kick their ass. And right as he's kicking their ass, they notice that he has sleeved hats like, on his arms. And like he has the, the rebel side on one the empire on the other. And then they find out they're nerds, and they start talking about Star Wars and everything. And he's like, oh, you like Star Wars? Check this out. And by the way, this whole thing is, happens before any of the prequel movies happen. They're like, yeah, that's, they're that's like happen. one of the big
2: plot points is they're gearing up to go see it, and they're yeah. like super hyped.
0: And so Seth Rogen takes off his shirt and says, like, check this out. And he has a big old picture of Jar Jar Binks on his back. And he's like, check this out. His name's Jar Jar. He's going to be in the new movie. He's going to be the shit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh man, I died. I
2: did. I did really like the the very end scene of that movie. It, it's actually kind of sad at the end, but they they're all sitting in the theater, they're all ready to go to watch the movie, and right as you're hearing the the Fox theme, uh, one of them turns over to says to his friend, "What if it sucks?" And they just kind of look at each other for a minute, and then fade to black. Yeah. <laughs> and the funny, I, I think one of the cool things about that movie though is uh, Lucas was on board with it as far as. Letting them like, like uh, giving them access to like Skywalker Ranch and all kinds of things, uh, so he Lucas was you know letting them kind of make fun of the movie.
0: Yeah, And I say the movie stinks. I mean, if we're obviously do podcasts about the stupid stuff, and if you're listening to this podcast, you probably actually should watch it at least. Uh, you won't hate it, but it's got yeah. Kristen Bell and the slave Leia outfit. That right there was worth it. Oh damn it! I keep forgetting about that. <laughs> All right, and um, uh, my last one is actually the absence of a tattoo, and it's actually the topic of one of our first few podcasts, and that would be Jaws, when he had the the scar of the um, tattoo removal from the USS Indianapolis. Mm. Uh, So, I thought that was kind of cool, that that, when I think of tattoos, I think of the scene where he doesn't have a tattoo, but they're talking (laughs) the fact that he used to have one, and that led on to that great, great scene. So, uh,
2: just, just to add on one more to yours, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, Memento.
0: Yeah, I was just about to where say the, that. Where the,
2: the tats play a big plot point.
0: I don't remember.
2: I've only seen that movie
0: once, and it was a while ago.
2: So, uh, early Christopher Nolan. If anybody hasn't seen Memento, go, go give it a watch. A mm-hmm. uh, very interesting premise. Uh, not Nolan's best movie, but very interesting. Uh, but yeah, tats have a big part in it. Without spoiling anything. We'll, we'll go spoiler free on that one. You guys should watch it.
0: Yeah. You did say tats, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. Tats. <laughs> All right. That, and that's it for me. Um, Alex, let's hear yours. All right.
1: Well, my list is, of course, continuity based. Uh, the first one that I want to mention is pretty close to my heart. It is uh, Futurama. When Bender says his full name for the first time. <laughs> His name is Bender Bending Rodriguez. (laughs) I didn't know that. And, yeah, any other, you know, sitcom or whatever, it's like, oh, that's a one-off joke and everything, but they actually made it canon, and they have Bender, like, speaks in Spanish every once every so often. And not only that, but later on, there's a whole episode devoted to Bender going to Mexico, back to his old factory where he was built. That episode was actually really good. It was funny and sentimental. And I loved it. Cool.
0: Yeah, I, I don't like Futurama as much as you guys do. But whenever uh, I actually watch an episode, I really enjoy it. But I don't, like, religiously watch it. And I know you guys do,
2: right? Once once they hit start hitting their stride in the second season, like so seasons 2, 3, and 4, uh, I, I liked it more than than anything I saw in The Simpsons, consistently anyways. Uh, I mean, there's, there's always going to be single episodes of The Simpsons that are fantastic. But when you're stringing those episodes back-to-back... and at, at that point, like, Simpsons, you know, they were kind of done with a, yeah. a lot of stuff that made it great. Yeah, they were um, on the downslope. Yeah, so and Futurama always had a consistent heart, I think. Uh, there, there There's some episodes that really stuck with me. Like the, well, we'll talk about another podcast, but things like the dog episode, which still kills me every single time. Uh, yeah. Yeah, then they have the jokes, like Alex saying. There was a lot more continuity going on than there was in the Simpsons at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We... What are you talking what
0: are you talking about? Bart's been in fourth grade since the beginning. <laughs> yeah. With Fry
1: being the, you know, the only person that can stand up to the brains and everything. and
0: it
2: Being his own grandfather.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> to do the nasty and the pasty. Well, the yes. funny thing
2: about that episode is they, they basically hint that his his grandfather was not in the ladies. So so, yeah. had, he, so had he not gone back, he actually would never have been born. <laughs> it's, it's this whole big paradox. <laughs>
1: Oh, hilarious. Uh the next one is uh yeah, I'll just skip whatever I had next on my list it's stupid <gasps> No, just say it. When Cleveland leaves um family guy. That one's not really continuity, you know, based, but once Cleveland left, they kind of kept, kept that way. <laughs> that's pretty good. You <laughs> know? Oh, that's nasty. <laughs> okay, yeah, skip it. Yeah, see I told you. <laughs> Next one's uh, pretty great. It's one of my favorite uh, instances that I noticed, continuity, sticking to a cartoon show. It was in The Tick, and a villain called Chairface was going to write his name on the moon, and he got as far as C-H-A before The Tick stopped him. And then every episode after that, when they showed the moon, it had a big (laughs) C-H-A. I thought that was the greatest
0: thing
2: ever. The Tick was so good. (laughs) We <laughs> just got the
0: chair face. And, Jeff, have you seen it? No, I've never watched the tech.
1: Well, Chairface isn't the guy that has, like, a painting of a chair on his face. It's a guy
0: that has a chair for a head. All right. <laughs> Not that I would have expected him to have a chair paint on his face. I don't know what I would have expected. So Either of those sound weird <laughs> but to me. But... It's freaking ridiculous. It's just like an old, like, 70s
1: dining room chair <laughs> and like his collar's like a little popped up and everything and like two of the legs are in the collar and the other ones are kinda of moving around a little bit. It's fucking ridiculous. He's one of my favorite villains of all time.
0: Is the tick based off a comic
1: or yeah. Yes. Okay. And then Patrick Warburton went on to do a, a a really great live action show, but it didn't it didn't last of course. Which is a shame. But I, I really liked it.
2: It had uh the mayor from Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises as Batman oh, yeah.
1: Batmanuel <laughs> Oh man and then last on my list is uh, a little uh, cult classic show cartoon show called Invader Zim and then the very first episode the main antagonist Dib is like trying to call
2: out Zim now, is is Dib really the antagonist wouldn't it be Zim
1: Well yeah but for all intents and purposes, he's the the main character in the story, so he's the protagonist. Even though he's like evil, I guess. Yeah. So he's trying to call it Nerds! Zim. He's trying to call it Zim, who's an alien, and he's clearly an alien, even though he's trying. He's, he tried his best to make a disguise, but one of the kids is like, "Yeah, it's just the skin condition he's got." it next thing you're gonna say is old kid is weird? <laughs> and they <laughs> pan over and they show this like kid. <laughs> Who looks like he's eighty years old. He just How's it going? But in future episodes you always see old kid like in the background. Which I thought was pretty cool Because I love old kid.
2: Yeah.
0: And that's my list.
2: That was a good, good gag.
0: gag. <laughs> uh, old kid. Alright, anything else before we head on to the next section?
1: Uh crossover movie. <laughs> Who's All your right. favorite cartoon villain? I should have done this with <laughs> Jerry Thanks, Face, for... but whatever. <laughs>
2: Hank's Favorite Scorpio. cartoon
0: villain? Is uh, like the Joker count? Uh, I'd say so. From the
2: Batman
1: animated series, he's really good. Mark Hamill. Ah,
2: uh. <laughs> 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 oh, that's tough. Um, it is tough. Hmm. We since we were arguing about it a couple weeks ago, I'll just go with Skeletor.
1: <laughs> he man.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ooh, yeah, what about Cobra Commander? Ooh,
2: maybe, maybe Munra, Mumra. Munra, Garma, Thunder,
1: a living. I want to see your tits, my dear. <laughs>
2: Garfield, we must save the rest of the Thundercats, oh.
1: My favorite is you... Starscream, just because he's such a scumbag. Starscream is a bitch. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> he's a huge bitch. I like. Be... I
1: have a soft spot in my heart for villains that are just bitches. Who's Starscream? The main lackey for Megatron and Transformers.
2: He turned into super cool jet, but he was a bitch. Yeah.
1: And he fired Megatron on many of (laughs) occasions.
2: Yeah. He let, uh... (laughs) Megatron let Starscream finger him. (laughs) What?
0: (laughs) You sure did. How about... Um...
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was what was the name of the bad guy from Exosquad? Squad? Oh, the,
1: I guess. Well uh, he was the Neo Sapien,
2: right? I remember yeah, yeah. I remember the, the race.
1: S- I don't remember what the dude's name was.
2: We haven't talked about Exosquad.
0: <clears throat> oh, I know, and it's a great show. who I can't wow. wait for that episode. Um, <laughs> expected in the near future. <laughs> Man and Bambi. Boom. Oh. <laughs> Or man, a white man in Pocahontas. <laughs> Boom. No, I'm no, it, I'm John no. Spare. Bambi
2: was fire. Was the bad guy. Oh, nah. no, no. It was man. Yeah. Man started the fire and shot killed the, the mom. Answers. There
0: you go. So it's either that or Gargamel for me. And Frozen um, the parents were the bad guy, and I'm glad they're dead. Spoiler alert. Spoilers. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs>
1: Worst parents ever. Yeah, talk right. about dysfunctional families. Frozen
0: families. 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 You work for T-Mobile and your Framry and friend plan? All right. Uh, No, that's only available in Japan. (laughs) Japan! (laughs) Alex
1: Alex at gmail.com. (laughs) Gmail.
2: Alex at gmail.com.
1: Eric at (laughs) gmail.com. All
0: right. It's it's time for Neum News. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so. Oh, man. A couple of news items. Um, I got a new phone. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, wow, what a scoop! Well, sweet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's an S five, so it's that's kind of related. I got I finally switched. I went from my Windows phone to my iPhone to a Android phone. So so far it's okay. The learning curve. That's it. And the other news item I had is um, wait, well, my notes disappeared? And I want to come up. Oh, that's it. That's all my news. <laughs> Fantastic! Alex. let's hear your news, Alex.
1: Uh, there's a new uh, WB animated movie coming out pretty soon. It, it's called The Son of Batman, and it kind of centers around... What's it about? Batman's <laughs> son. Oh. Yeah. It centers around Damian Wayne.
0: Damian Wayne's? <laughs> Homie, don't play that.
2: <laughs> one, of the, one of the Wayne brothers. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, but yeah. yeah. Oh, never mind. DC... We're happy and we're colored and we're brothers. Give me a high five. <laughs>
1: uh, but anyways, DC has a really good track record with their animated features that go like straight to Blu-ray, straight to DVD. And this one looks to be no different. It looks from the trailer. And the little snippet that I saw it looks really good. Animated very well. So, it's worth checking out. Okay. Yeah, that's my news. Scott.
2: Uh, What are your seven news (laughs) items? (laughs) Just for that, I'm only doing one, asshole. (laughs) No!
0: If we could be so lucky.
2: Fine, I won't do any at all. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, guys. That's my news. Alex and Jeff are assholes. That is my news. (laughs) Thanks for listening,
0: everybody. (laughs) Go ahead, Scott.
2: Seriously, I only have one uh, one item.
0: Good. Yeah, cool. Seriously, good. (laughs) No,
2: (laughs) seriously, fuck you guys. Oh, man.
0: <laughs> Outtakes. All right, go.
2: So, The Simpsons <laughs> is going to be doing uh, a Lego episode coming up next month on the 4th. May the 4th be with you. The
1: They already went to Blockoland in an episode. This is actually going to be Lego. So, so it's going to be
2: CGI, but they're all going to be Legos. Uh, and okay. That's, that's basically it. I, I will say that over the last few years, uh, the best part of The Simpsons has been the occasional... Special opening that they've done, and those have been amazing. Yeah, they put uh, a they, lot of money into that yeah, for some reason. They did the one for <laughs> Game of Thrones was was incredible. The one they did for the Miyazaki stuff was just kind of blew my mind. Yeah, uh, that one was amazing. Uh, the last couple Halloween episodes, like they had the Gamera Toro one, where yeah. you go through that, and there's all of shit in the background. That, like at one point, there's Cthulhu. Uh, so cool. Um, so oh, they did. So uh, good.
0: Sorry, they did a David Letterman one recently, too. Like, the couch they sit on is the couch, like, the guest couch at the David Letterman show. Right yeah. after he announced his retirement, they did one for him. Okay. It's pretty cool.
2: That's cool. So, but, yeah, like, the whole, they, they changed around the whole opening for these. Uh, if anybody hasn't seen these, it's just kind of YouTube, Simpsons, and, like, special openings. And hopefully that'll come up. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, that's, that's my news.
0: So, right, they're doing the whole episode, not just the couch gag. Yeah,
2: the, it'll be the whole episode will, will be cgi no, is
0: it, it's gonna be CGI Legos. It's not gonna be like Lego stop animation. That I don't know. Okay,
1: I just hope it looks like uh, in the style animation style of the movie
0: that was really good. Did, I did uh, not uh, see it.
2: How you didn't see the Simpsons movie, Jeff?
0: No. Oh, I thought you said the Lego movie. Yeah, that's oh. what that's what oh. I was talking about.
1: Oh, just, okay. I haven't seen the movie, but the animation style was really good.
2: Um, just just out of curiosity, since we're talking about this, what did you guys think of the Simpsons movie?
0: I liked it a lot. I thought it was eh.
2: Yeah, that was okay. It had some, some funny moments. Uh, you know, like, they, they killed off Dr. Nick, which was awesome. <laughs> oh. Goodbye, everybody!
0: <laughs> so, you know, I hadn't watched it since, I, I don't know, early 2000s, and so... Was the first time I watched it in forever, and the new animation style—I did that really bug me. The computer doing it, like I'm mm-hmm. used to the Simpsons being the way it one way, and I don't know how the show is these days if it's computers now or whatever. But that really bugged me. Oh, <laughs> well, it's
2: there. all Koreans. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, that's still the same. So wait, it
2: was all no, they do animated.
1: They do like all the car scenes and stuff. Every everything that has to do with a vehicle
0: or something, it's all 3D, just like Family Guy and Archer too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Archer stepped it up the last couple of seasons with a lot of those special effects they're doing. But
0: mm-hmm. that's actually—I guess we're—we left that topic a while ago. But God damn it! Stop putting your ice in the microphone. Um, How am I going to get into my mouth? I, I don't know. It's a good good point. Breathe it in. <laughs> Touche, sir. <laughs> um, is that I find that distracting sometimes when you see the animations kind of—at least it looks old school. I don't know if it is old school, but you see like regular animation, and then all of a sudden the car like super smooth or the fire explosions. I mean, for Archer I guess it kind of works cuz it's kind of been like that since the beginning. But I see like I know Futurama I think was like that. And to me I just maybe this is Yeah, just the old the man first Jeff.
2: Yeah, the first couple seasons or the first um half season anyways. Yeah, you could you could really tell when it switched to the the 3D CGI. As opposed to the two D animation. I um,
0: could still tell now. I just watched the episode the other day and like the tanks or the cars. As soon as they get into any moving object, it's Yeah, takes, I mean yeah,
2: you, you can yeah. still tell, but I think it was more pronounced early on. So, I don't know, I'll have to go I'd have to rewatch.
1: Yeah, the text's got gotten gotten a little right. bit better, so sometimes it's a bit hard to tell. I mean you could still tell because you know, just of the way that it's animated and
0: um yeah. Alright. <laughs> anyway, does that wrap up our news? <laughs> yep. I'm done. All right. Jeff. So, what are we that talking wraps, about next week? Well, that wraps up this episode. But before we leave, we have to talk about the topic for next week, and it is mine. And I'm looking at a list of things here, and let's see which one should I pick. I think it's uh, gonna. Think what do you think?
1: I think it's gonna be Matrix.
0: No, because I already said that. I don't uh. want to. <laughs> Come on. Give you me you guys, give want, give you guys a hint. You guys want to do the Matrix? We can do the Matrix. Yeah, why not? No, I'm going to save it. <laughs> okay. All right. The hint, Scott, Scott, it's a one-word title starring Liam oh, Neeson. Taken. Taken. Yeah. So let's talk about Taken. And the scene, I think the most famous scene is him talking into the, the phone after they kidnapped his daughter and telling them that he has a particular set of skills.
1: Good luck. Uh, uh, so, the, don't, the don't fuck with me
0: speech. I love it. Yeah, so I'll give you guys some guidance on whether you want to do great telephone conversations (laughs) or great little monologues or threats or something, but that's kinda where I'm gonna attack it from. One of those areas. And as well as just talk about how awesome that movie is. Good luck. Great
2: the great telephone conversations of cinema. (laughs)
0: Yes. Just like E. T. phoning home. All right. (laughs) Thanks for listening everybody.
2: Holy fucking shit! It's I'm Shark Birdie, I'm 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 Oh my fucking God, it's a dinosaur, holy shit.